Hello everyone, welcome back to Splinter's Library, the only group of Turtles comic readers that will take two weeks off. Uh, how, how are you, Shiv? I'm doing great, Alex. How are you doing? <laughs> I am ready to review this comic and be done with it. Not because it was a bad comic, just because we've procrastinated for long enough now that I just want it done. Uh, <laughs> but it was a good issue. Um, I would argue not a lot happens, but I think this is like the presentation value I, I've been looking for in this series, like up to this point. Would, would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I think uh, when you actually think about what happens, like not much really happens, but it, what the way they delivered all the drawings, just like the, the cool plot beats, it's great. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, and you know what? That's um, that's sort of the the overall thing is we keep saying it's moving too fast. It, like the pacing is crimped, right? So they've hit that with uh, with this issue to to a strong degree. Um, why don't we get that jingle on and go into the summary? <laughs> Uh, we already went through Turtle Tracks, so we don't have to touch on that. If you want to learn about the Turtle Tracks, hit uh, 6.5, because there was a lot to talk about in those. Um, the color cover of the first issue is really cool. Uh, it has uh, Leo and Donnie fighting Triceratons, uh, one of which is using nunchucks. The other, we, we can't see what they're wielding, but it's it's a cool cover, I'd argue, right? Uh, and you you made a mention before we we started reading today that apparently the second printing of this uh, of this issue is in full color the whole issue. Yes, the entire the cover from the end, everything is all in color. You know, I'm actually I'm gonna pull up the second print for myself as we're as we're reviewing it here. Oh, the cover is different on the second printing yeah. too. I actually I don't like the cover as much. I'll admit. Yeah, I thought it was really cooler on the first first printing um it's not like offensively bad though i do like the color and the i I just think in general i was thinking back to how color issues like really like when i read something black and white i just kind of fill in the blanks sometimes like i don't really i I, it's hard to track what's going on but in the color it's so so much easier to see everything like what it it makes such a big difference Oh, it's like weird. It's like um, it's almost like the art is like spray painted. Does that make sense? Do they color like watercolors? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Oh, that's really weird. I, I I like how it looks, but it's also really blurry in some spots. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird. Interesting. Um, what what do they usually color comics with? Like a pen, felt pen, marker? Yeah, I some. Some like special pen or something. That's I remember with the older Spider-Man comics. That's what they did. I've never seen. Yeah. I, I rarely seen like watercolor. <laughs> that's weird. It's cool. It is weird. Um, let's let's jump into plot. This might be a short episode because, like we said, there's not a lot going on. The Triceratons continue to gloat at uh, at Honeycut at the beginning of the issue. Uh, they talk about how these are asteroid shape shaped spaceships like they took an asteroid and just plonked a dome on the top and now that's the spaceship which i I thought was a fun idea right um and they kind of further uh explain by driving to their sort of mother motherland ship 
that it, it was all once part of a giant meteorite, right? Um, and the, their kind of home planet, their home station is one gymongous asteroid, and they have these uh, um, connecting bridges to the individual ships as you, like, dock in. I thought that was cool. It was, it's, it's a bit unique, and it's a bit, it's a bit flavorful for these uh, Triceratops aliens, I, I, I figured, right? Yeah. Uh, they go down into the hull uh, of the ship, the Triceratons, just kind of scouting around as they're about to land, and they discover the turtles there. I love this. This this was like, what? So the turtles, uh, we, we left off the last issue. They were suffocating. At the start of this issue, all four turtles are sitting on the ground, crisscross applesauce, meditating, uh, and not breathing <laughs> at all. They're just not breathing while meditating uh, in, in, like, deep meditation. Uh, and that is how they survived not having oxygen for hours, which is metal and badass as fuck. <laughs> it's the kind of thing, like, we never needed background for anyways it's just like it's so it's so cool you, i can, you can already feel i can blank. accept it's a ninja yeah. thing yeah, yeah i can accept that uh, i love it for sure so the triceratons like discover them they're like uh these must be like alien stowaways we don't recognize this species so they throw some air breathers on them that they uh that they hook <laughs> under <That> was... their <laughs> belts which looks really goofy and uh, immediately, so we, we cut to, like, a separate scene where Honeycutt is in a discussion with, like, the lead counselor of the Triceraton race. What, what, what's the phrase they have for him? They have a very particular phrase they call him. Um, uh, uh, Triceraton some, something. <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. Not, this, not the... the well, not the race. You mean, um, like, the king? Like... Yeah, this particular leader guy. Leader Zaramon. Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Zaron Naman. Oh, never mind. That's someone else. Wait, they... Commander Mozart. Prime leader. They call him the prime oh, leader. Prime, <laughs> oh, that's prime so leader Zaranamon. Yeah, I actually I do kind of like it. It's it's not what I've heard before. Somehow, right? Like you would think every single one is used by now. Uh, and as, like, he's arguing with Honeycutt, Honeycutt's like, I'm not making this thing for you, asshole. You know, the in reference to the teleporter device. Zaramon's like, I don't know what we do. I don't know how we get him to do it. And they flicker on a screen in this, like, conference room uh, where <laughs> the Triceraton that's captured the turtles does, like, a Sieg hail, <laughs> which is really weird looking uh and and salutes the the prime leader uh offers the four turtles honey cuts an idiot so he's like good lord how are you here uh and they immediately then use the turtles as a bargaining chip on honey cut right uh they throw the four turtles in a cell (laughs) and was this Raphael or michelangelo that gets like really testy and starts like arguing with the triceratons I, just I think it it's Raphael. Mikey. Mikey? Oh, really? Wait, how? Yeah, because uh, there's like a throwaway line where uh, after this one turtle starts arguing with them, he, he kicks them, and then another one says, No, Mike, they've got guns. 
Oh, that is okay. I didn't catch that. I just assumed it was Raphael, right? Now. I oh, I agree. I agree with you. That sounds exactly uh, like it. What definitely you seemed like a Raph thing. Uh, but yes, so uh, Michelangelo uh, starts sort of berating these armed guards before they're put into the cell. <laughs> Says, you know, Pinhead, back where I come from, bozos like you know their place in museums, <laughs> displayed as skeletons of long dead ancient freaks. Uh, which is an incredibly elaborate line. Uh, and then he proceeds to beat up the guard without his hands because they are cuffed. Uh, kicks him in the stomach, kicks him in the head, uh, headbutts him in the stomach. Uh, and then the guard just kind of slaps him into the uh, uh, cell. And yeah, they even confirm it because uh, one of the turtles says, You okay, Mike? And he says, Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it took so long for them to figure out they had to, like, have everyone wear a different color bandana. It's so hard to tell. Yeah, well, it and, and it's it's exaggerated even further by the fact that we are now currently looking at a color reprinting of issue six. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it is uh, it is weird in that respect. Honeycutt uh, is sitting in a pretty cozy-looking room. Uh, kind of paying no mind, uh, but also uh, freaking out at the same time, right? Uh, does not want to give uh, anyone this this weapon, right? Uh, chastises the uh, Triceratons for being hungry, bloodthirsty bureaucracies uh, with ethnocentric, xenophobic, and paranoid policies, <laughs> which is uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's no new info, really. Uh, I that's that's what I wrote. I said a long honeycut monologue. No new info here, really. Just reviewing what we already know. Disappointing, but slow paces welcome. <laughs> I just like how it establishes. I mean, we we already knew this from previous comics, but it it does showcase the the complexity of Mister Honeycut or Professor Honeycut. Yeah, it's saying like, a lot I, of smart words for sure, yeah. for sure. He talks a lot, too. Uh, then we get... He, he does talk a lot. These are giant text boxes crammed in two panels. Uh, we once again get the, like... Gen, uh, we, we cut away, and we get a very dramatic narration again, right? It says, Some trillions of light years away, lonely professor contemplates his death, and a small solar system lies. Its only known inhabited planet, Earth. <laughs> is the third world orbiting life-giving suns. Right. It's it's very dramatic, and it pans down from space to April of all people. Um, this is what we were sort of referencing in six point five when we talked about how April is back in this issue. Uh, and again, actually, kind of touching yeah. on that conversation, right? Uh, she has definitely she is not colored white <laughs> in this comic. <laughs> she definitely looks like she has some color to to her skin tone right yeah i knew you we would talk about this when the second i read this colored issue i was like oh wow she's not so i, I guess i guess and, I, and mind you i had come up with my points reading the black and white issue right uh, you know but you, this color issue further kind of pushes that point um we we will have to find out when they printed this colored issue does it say anywhere in the copyrights in the front or the back of of the issue when this particular color version was reprinted? You know, I, I didn't really... No, I well, it didn't say in the back, definitely, because in the back there isn't... Yeah. At least from the version I have, it doesn't... 
we will we will find out in in uh, for the next episode, and we'll we'll report back to uh, to the audience, right? Because yeah. it seems it seems uh, it's I, I'm very curious about it. Uh, but regardless uh, of April's skin tone, uh, she comes back to her apartment and is pretty pretty disappointed that um, uh, the turtles aren't there. She she has this cute little line. I I thought it was really fun. She says uh, <laughs> she's like worried about them, right? She's like I know they're more than capable, but uh, she says quote but two days with no word. I don't know. I guess I'm just getting really attached to them. <laughs> Uh, she then uh, puts on the TV. She says, guess I'll see what's on the tube. <laughs> puts on the TV and uh, the Munsters are playing. Do you know the Munsters, Shiv? <laughs> I have no idea. No. I thought she was referring to a so, drink for a second. And then I was like, wait, no. Television. <laughs> no, it's apparently a, a sitcom from, um, I don't remember what decade it is. But it's it's like a family sitcom where all of the family members are are monsters, right? So uh, like the dad is like Frankenstein, and the grandpa is like a, a werewolf. Uh, the mom's a, a vampire, I think. It's it's like a very goofy little sitcom from CBS in nineteen sixty four, apparently. Oh my! So. So again, though, right? It's like these weird pop culture references that probably don't work today at all um but it was like 20 years old when this was out <laughs> isn't that odd um i guess i guess it kind of lines up for april maybe i guess uh, it's odd it's odd for sure uh so that's the pop culture reference there and we're they, they'll just keep doing them i guess won't they a team <laughs> dirty hairy monsters <laughs> We'll just keep Dune. at him. That was the Dune. only one that, like... <laughs> I guess that one has some relevancy, only because the movie, but... Yeah. Right. I can't believe Leonardo was reading Dune. That's so weird. <laughs> um, then the Munsters is interrupted by a special report from the TCRI building. I actually really liked this. I thought it was really fun. First and most, uh, they actually tell us what TCRI stands for after so many issues, which I thought was really fun. Uh, it is the Technocosmic Research Institute. So that's really cool. Uh, and the the special news broadcast is because a beam of light erupted from the building. <laughs> and no one knows what happened. Uh, but they're, like, trying to get into the building. The doors are locked. The police can't get in. And they can't find anyone who, like, owns the keys to the building. So it's like it's like a city crisis. Uh, and uh, apparently they're going to bring the National Guard to, to, to get into the building soon, which is really, really fun. Uh, April, of course, freaks out. She realizes the turtles were going to the TCRI building. Uh, and then she starts crying. Is she crying or is she just like, she's like, no. Yeah, she goes into the fetal position on the floor. In <laughs> the panel before, she's got big eyes. So I, I think it's safe to say she starts crying. Um, yeah. At least this one feels justified. This is the first one where I'm like, okay, like, she's really worried about the turtles. It, like, it felt okay, this one. But yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, before, not got a good like... track record. <laughs> I wonder when she'll meet the cast or the whatever that guy. Oh, I forget his name. 
the the guy in the Raphael one shot. Casey. Casey. I wonder when she means Casey though. I guess it's gonna take. Well, a while. that was that was the thing is you yeah we'll we'll, we'll get to okay. it on wish list but. Oh right. Okay. Uh, yeah. You asked for more April and like I don't know well, how much <laughs> more April this counts as. So we'll, we'll we're gonna have a discussion about that. One last note about this little section is the reporter. The reporter's name yeah. is Jim McNaughton, and he is not the reporter from issue two. I went back and checked. <laughs> It is not the same man. Uh, so don't yay. This is not the same reporter. Um, now, we can't assume it's the same channel. <laughs> so so we, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to give it like two more issues. If you look at the, <laughs> to see if we get the same reporter back. It says TV6. Oh, shit. Are you going to go? <laughs> we have to go back to issue <laughs> two and see if it's TV6. <laughs> Hold on, we're interrupting the whole pod for this. This is, we have to check. This is very important. TV6. <laughs> Look at the whatever the microphone he has in that other issue. It says TV. So I'm, I'm, says I'm looking. Oh, I'm right. looking. The color revealed um, that. Okay, scroll Not for the color. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known. Oh man, I uh ooh gosh. Okay, it's on page twenty-four of issue two. I'm like zooming real in. Uh, you. It is channel seven. <laughs> <laughs> There's a seven on the oh microphone. It's so God. microscopic. That was intentional. <laughs> you, you, yeah. <laughs> it is different. I love, I, I love that you asked, and it, 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 it had an answer. The comic had an answer, you know. Uh, <laughs> wow. What are the odds of that? Uh, definitely not intentional, but. <laughs> you know, seven and out six. Uh, could be telling us something. Maybe it's just a different reporter. Uh, I opened the next section uh, uh, with the bullet point, Lamau, this comic is too silly. So I I very quickly realized what was happening here. They (laughs) open up on the Tri-Sports Stadium. Uh, Get it? Because they're they're Triceratops, Triangles. Hey, uh, but um, they, they this is very clearly a gladiator arena, and they have two triceratons named Raz Charkov and Zed Lacken, uh, who are the commentators giving play-by-play commentary uh, about this uh, <laughs> about this sporting event. Um, and adding just dumb color commentary. Shiv, between us, who's who's the Raz and who's the Zed? <laughs> uh, I thought Raz was on the right, and the Zed guy was no, on no, the no. Left. But 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 I mean, these these two are audio commentators, just like us. Are you more uh, of a Raz or a Zed? Do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'd be Raz. Yeah, yeah. You you, th- you think you're you're a Raz? <laughs> Raz seems to be the more quieter one, I guess. I don't. He, like, he's well, Raz, Raz is like leading the show, though, right? Um, oh, Zed, right. Zed is the oh, co-commentator, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I, and I'm so Raz's I'm co-host. Zed. Zed. Zed is the co-host. Okay, so I, I think that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you think you're? <laughs> I, I don't know though. You are right. 
like like uh, Raz has a more measure twice, cut once kind of uh, mentality to his commentary. Uh, you know, uh, whereas whereas Zed is much more excited, or rather, uh, yeah, Zed is excitable. I think. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a funny uh, parallel. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even see that. And uh, they they hint that there's going to be a four-on-four crew battle uh, between the Turtles and uh, reigning champion Triceratons. I wrote that this is dumb but fun. Uh, (laughs) And they say, the prime leader will now ring the commencement gong. And he shouts from the stands, fellow Triceratons, citizens of the Republic, let the sport begin. And he gongs the gong. Uh, Wait, so what's the right, I guess, ring, rings the gong? I I guess gong isn't a verb, is it? It's an onomatopoeia. Um, Yeah. But he, he rings he rings the gong and all of the triceratons with their like war spears shout from below, We who may be about to die salute you. <laughs> that was funny. But well so jokes on us, Shiv, because I research everything. <laughs> I was going to make fun of this one, and I googled it and it's a real Latin phrase. Oh, it is a real uh, Latin phrase from Gladiator Combat. Uh, Ave Imperator Mori Tori Te Sal Etent. I apologize to any ancient Greeks out there that I just offended. Uh, but <laughs> this is... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it is a real phrase, though. Um, that means, Hail, Emperor! Those who are about to die salute you. Um, it is, uh, documented from, uh, uh, originally written in 121 A.D.'s, uh, Davida Caesarum, or the Twelve Caesars, the Twelve Seasons of Caesar, uh, that's yeah. why I said, like, Greek, Rome, right, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> it's kind of a cool one, too, I'm not gonna lie, right? Yeah. Ave Imperator, Moraturi Tisalatent is very i think it's like salatent yeah what do you know uh this is then they go into this go on please i was gonna say i wouldn't like i think before when you said you looked it up and it like you said it ruins something i was gonna say that looking it up actually kind of makes it seem cooler now we made that no it's cool instead of instead of being funny it's now cool right um but it was funny i was (laughs) <laughs> oh, you thought it was cool in the first place? No, I, thought I thought it was, it was very silly at first. No, I thought it was silly as well. <laughs> now, now I think it's cool also. Both funny and cool. <laughs> uh, then we get a goofy montage of the gladiator combat. They talk about the uh, tentacled mouth creature, the spasmosaur, which I recognize is a very naughty word uh, in some <laughs> regions of the world. <laughs> I wonder how they fix that. Uh, and they eat a bunch of smaller aliens. Um, <laughs> uh, then they have uh, the mismatch event where they show actually two pretty cool-looking aliens fighting that that, uh, that are a mismatch. Uh, then they have a sort of large, uh, big war battle. And then they have an advertisement for... They talk about how the battle is sponsored by... Zet's All Glow TM Horn Polish. 
<laughs> I feel like those uh, two, which, they, just, they really remind me of Jason, uh, Jason Berger and the TFS during Mozilla Bridge. Like, <laughs> the space yeah, yeah, it is, TV. it is, it's a similar gag, isn't it? Yes, yes, that is funny. I didn't even think about that, uh, that comparison, yeah. So yeah, funny. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there, yes, the big battles between the Trogs versus Noid gang, uh, which I thought was interesting because the Noid was definitely relevant in uh, in the 80s, right? The Domino's Noid. Yo, Noid. Uh, yeah, they even have this. I thought this line was really funny. Uh, <laughs> they do an instant replay, and he says, look at the way he handles that triple bladed on that disembowelment, <laughs> uh, which which is funny. Uh, Honeycutt is being forced to watch everything, and uh, he's, uh, he's of course, whining about how these bloody games sicken him. Uh, then the, the turtles are, are forced to fight the four Triceratons, and uh, Honeycutt says, No! Um, I did think this is funny. They actually call the turtles the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, in yeah. this fight, which... Is this the first time the turtles are called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in this comic? Oh, in this comic? Uh, yeah. Like, like in, in continuity, this is the first time they've ever been referred to as mutants. This is the oh. first time they've ever been directly referred to as, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The only other time I could see they've them, been... like, in the pilot, very first one. I don't. I don't think they were called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah, no, they the were called time. that by a by a character, right? Like that's my point. Hmm. Like yeah. maybe through like narration, like and this is how we became the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? But like this is the first time that like a word bubble <laughs> saying Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming from a character has appeared in the comic. Yeah, I think this is the first. They're time. being called it in universe. Being called it. <laughs> I, I, was I don't know, like I just Spider-Man. thought that was interesting. Like in Spider-Man 1, the Tobey Maguire, it's like, it's the human spider. <laughs> <laughs> the great Spider-Man. Yeah, thinking, yeah. They, just made, they probably asked them, like, what do you guys want to be called? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Who came up with the name, you think? Do you think Graf came up with it? Probably Donatello. Or Mikey? Leonardo. Oh, you think Donnie? Okay. Donnie or We're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, man. <laughs> Kel- um, <laughs> oh, they don't say Cowabunga. I actually, I... Yeah. They don't say Cowabunga, no. We're the Cowabungas, bro! Let's get our pizza on! Uh, <laughs> I like how that impression is indiscernible from, like, my Sonic the Hedgehog impression. Oh, yeah! Chili Dogs! Like, it's the same... It's the same voiced... Uh... I love this line from Honeycutt, actually. I think it's my favorite one from Honeycutt in the whole comic. He says, I knew it! I knew you'd try something like this! Even so, I find it hard to believe that you could be so cruel. I'll never build your damned machine, you reptilian bastards! Never! (laughs) You sound like C-3PO. I thought it was... Well, and obviously that's how I'm reading it, right? Like, I can't help it. I see him. I see C-3PO. <laughs> the turtles. Uh, Leonardo, before the fight starts, as they're, like, like stretching and getting ready to, like, hop in, Leo says, even if we win, who knows what these horn freaks will do to us next? Mikey says, 
Don't worry, Leo. Splinter taught us to live and die with honor, and we will. Raph says, damn straight. <laughs> I've had just as much as I could take from these prehistoric pukes. Push us around. I'm gonna kill them all myself. <laughs> then Leo responds, no, not by yourself, Raph. We're a team. And as a team, let's go kick some ass. <laughs> I love so it. I love this. The mouth thing, like, it makes him look more badass. I don't know why, like, with the oxygen thing. like. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I like it, because it looks like they're smoking almost, right? It's like they're gritting something between their teeth. Uh, yeah. It looks no, cool. No, for man. sure. It looks super cool. I I love this fight in this issue. This like nailed it. I think this is what I wanted since like issue one. Um, <laughs> maybe not necessarily in space fighting Triceratops, but like you know, this is the tone, right? Yeah. Um, the turtles jump straight into the fight. Uh, one one of the Triceratons has a detachable Darth Maul sword, like <laughs> double bladed. I thought it was incredibly cool. <laughs> Uh, each turtle, gone. I thought the sword, I guess it was, it's a different kind of sword, but it looked a little too small on him, on the Triceratops. They're kind it's of dagger-ish cool. shaped, yeah. yeah. It's a little cool, though. Yeah, I agree. I actually see that. Um, each turtle gets one Triceraton, right, uh, in, in this one-on-one -on -one fight. Um, and they kind of, they kind of, like, try to match weapons. So Leo is fighting one, the one with two swords, right, this detachable sword, um, Raphael fights one with a chain scythe, which I thought was metal as fuck. Uh, it's like a chain scythe with, like, a boulder on one end, uh, which is cool. Um, oh, no, 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 actually, it is just a normal-sized rock, isn't it? It's not a boulder. It's, like, just a little metal stag piece. It's, the first frame you see it, it's, like, perspective towards the camera, so it looks like a giant rock. Uh, Donnie's fighting another dude with a staff, and Mikey is fighting another dude with a nunchuck. Uh, so they, they kind of, like, match weapon to weapon. Uh, and sort of the, the through line is each turtle, like, gets to, like, clank a few blows against them, right? And then they get knocked down or kicked in some way, right? So Leonardo gets, gets kicked in the chest by this sword, uh, fighter after they kind of clank, clank, clank. Um, Raphael gets wrapped up in the chain scythe. Uh, he, he like, gets, like, tangled. Uh, Donatello, this one's a little weird, because, like, how do you, like, have someone lose to someone with a scythe in, like, a slight way? He just kind of gets hit on by the side of this staff, and he's, it's not even, like, a regular staff, is it? It's, like, a shovel with, uh, with, like, a, uh, heavy end on one side, right? Yeah. It reminded me, do you remember the J.J. Abrams Star Trek? Um, they have that, like, scene on, uh, um, Planet Vulcan where they're, like, fighting with, like, shovel weapons. Do you remember that at all? I have actually never seen the J.J. Abrams. Oh, have you not seen the J.J. Abrams Star Trek? It's pretty, it's fun, honestly. People give it a hard time, but it's, it's, I think it's fun. Um, but yes, that, that's what this reminded me of a little bit. And Donatello loses because he gets hit on the back of the head with, with, uh, the blunt end on, on one side. And it just has a, an onomatopoeia that says, BAP! <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then, of course, Mikey on the nunchuck duel. Uh, he actually gets put in a chokehold, which I thought looked cool. And uh, the commentators are kind of like, 
noting that the turtles are like stonewalled, but they're putting up a good fight. And then immediately in the, on the same page, Leonardo is able to dodge back and stab through uh, the Triceraton with the swords, uh, which which is uh, which was a cool shot. And I, I love the, the the kinetic motion of this in this panel. If if people are reading with us. Um, or, you know, like you haven't been, I want you to look up this issue and look up page 26, because this is so fucking cool. Leonardo plunges the sword into his shoulder, and to, like, kind of, like, remove the violence, they, we, we see it, like, stab through, and then they, like, cut away to, like, a headshot, like a diagonal headshot of Leo, where his, like, head and arm are just in the bottom left, right? But... His, like, arm has now been, like, raised over his head. So what they're implying is, like, he stabbed in and just raked his sword upwards. And, like, completely, like, ripping it out of him. Uh, through him. Which is cool as fuck. And they have a trail of blood denoting that same kind of motion. It makes, like, a cool arc when he, like, pulls out the... Or when he, like... It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a kinetic panel. It really is super-duper cool. Raphael kind of wins in, in a lamer way, in my humble opinion. Uh, <laughs> uh, he uses his size right, uh, which which I do compliment every time, right? Because uh, he rarely does. He he sticks his scythe in the chains of the chain scythe and twists and breaks the chain. So that's cool. I love that he used his size right, finally, again. <laughs> uh, this time on, like... Uh, yeah, instead of throwing them, but also this time on, like, something like a chain that, like, logically should be easily breakable with a sigh, right? Uh, and then he just kind of stabs him in the gut after that, though. That's why oh, I thought it was a hair lame. I mean, it's cool that it's like, like, you know, uh, without hesitation. But at the same time, it's not like, I don't know, it's not a killing blow. Not Compared to Leo, they blew their load on Leo's because it's so good. Donnie's fighting with his bow staff, right? This looks super cool. I love this one as well, actually. Donatello does, like, a jumping strike, smacks him in the head with, like, the the end of the staff to uh, discombobulate him. Discombobulate. <laughs> Smashes his staff on his shoulder, splintering it and breaking it. And then we get a panel of him recoiling just his arm it's like just his arm backwards and then stabbing his arm in he stabs his splintered staff into the triceraton <laughs> and oh, he yeah. says for honor oh shit you're right i didn't even realize that he stabbed it <laughs> oh it's cool as fuck it's actually harder to see in the color uh in, in the black and white it's really kinetic and easy to see but I, I thought it was cool as fuck. I've never seen someone do that in any piece of fiction or media. Breaking oh. their bow staff to get a sharp splintered end and then stabbing it into someone. It's amazing. <laughs> I have, but I still think this is cool. I definitely, this predates that. But like it, where I saw it, it was like in a, I think it was, a, yeah, it was in the sequel to the first Kick-Ass movie. Uh, one of the bad guys oh, okay. had broke his pool. Like he was playing pool and he broke the stick, and then he stabbed the splinter yeah. side of it into like a hitman. That was pretty violent, but yeah. Th was that like during an action scene though, or was that like a story moment? It was like during like a monologue. He was like, he's like talking about he's like. Oh, oh okay. I mean, this is this like guy. during an action scene, right? This like yeah. very kinetic motion. Oh yeah, this is so. much cooler. 
yeah, I love this. Especially Donatello <laughs> saying, for honor. I think it, like, nailed it for me. And there's an onomatopoeia when he stabs it into the onomatopoeia's splack, which I thought was awesome. It's the That's perfect one. Awesome. Splack. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Leo's, like, we got a panel of Leo being like, Don, are you okay? <laughs> um, then, uh, Leo's pointed at, is pointed to the platform, there's a, uh, where, where Honeycutt is with the, uh, with the prime leader, right? Uh, we get to, uh, uh, watch Mikey win, uh, a bit, a bit of a lamer one, too. Uh, it's just, he basically completely outskills him, right? So he goes from being in this chokehold to, like, bashing his arm to being let loose and kind of does a one, two, three hits on the Triceraton, making him collapse with the nunchucks, right? Uh, (laughs) then, uh, Michelangelo, like, (laughs) helps Leonardo throw himself onto the news reporter, like, the cameraman's platform, his, like, floating hover car platform, uh, and they they all hop into it together after, like, Leo gets in and rides it down. Um, I didn't appreciate them doing this to this poor civilian, uh, but, you know, whatever. It happens, right? <laughs> uh, and they fly this pod directly into the Prime Leader's booth, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> they get shot out of the sky, and he, he, they land in the booth, and uh, Leonardo <laughs> takes the prime leader captive at sword point. Uh, the commentators say, my God, this is terrible, <laughs> horrifying. Camera six, can you get a close up? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, so continue this. <laughs> it's it's a very, very goofy <laughs> issue for sure. Uh so yes, the turtles have won the fight and, and now they have the prime leader hostage and they you know, intimate that they will just kill this guy if they don't let them walk out of here. They say, you know, lead us to, to get us out of here safely, lead us to a ship. This is when the sequence kind of slows down, uh, and, and, you know, this is usually where they'd, like, cram in one more action scene or something. It, it slows down from here a little bit. So the turtles uh, all get guns <laughs> again <laughs> off of the Triceratons there on the news platform. Uh, and they they kind of do this like slow walk down sequence where they they're like I didn't think it looked cool they're like checking corners like like Marines right um, and uh, <laughs> they go around one corner uh, and they almost get shot and they're like nope nope send the prime leader first send him first uh, and the prime leader of course he has no choice he's like don't shoot hold your fire I'm your prime leader I. <laughs> uh, then they they kind of do this sort of short offcut where they show some of the Triceraton guards who who are calling now <laughs> the turtles terrorists uh, point out where they're like heading down the corridor and they set up an ambush. The turtles uh, walk right into this ambush with the prime leader in front. Um, one of the turtles says, "Over there, it's a trap, guys." Uh, they all kind of, like, dive backwards, uh, and the Prime Leader gets caught in the crossfire. Uh, they, they kill the Prime Leader. <laughs> the Triceratons <laughs> do. Um, the Turtles and Honeycutt try to blast their way out, uh, but they, they get cornered and, and punched. Uh, and they are then encircled by Triceratons, uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which turtle this is. I hope it's Leo. 
uh, as they're like threatened, like criminal scum, <laughs> say enjoy the last ten seconds of your life. And Leo says, "Go ahead and shoot. We're not afraid to die with honor." <laughs> and uh, then, and then they are teleported away. They just get suddenly surrounded by a beam of light and get zapped uh, somewhere else. So, yeah, that's that is the end of the issue too. Uh, we that's our cliffhanger. They they likely are being transported somewhere else. Uh, as, as presumably back to the TCRI building, right? That would be our like the obvious prediction. Yeah. But I don't know why, but yeah, I guess maybe something on either side, or maybe the honeycut did something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and we just get a, a to be continued. Um, and the next issue is the the conclusion of this story arc. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Seven will completely wrap up the exciting storyline you followed through TMNT books four through six and Fugitoid number one. Definitely an issue you won't want to miss on sale March thirtieth, nineteen eighty-six. Eighty-six. Uh, eighty-six. We've been in eighty-six. Oh, yeah. Because the turtles, the turtles come alive in eighty-five. Uh, that's what they said at the back of issue two. Uh, <laughs> 80, 86, uh, we, we started with uh, like two issues ago, I think. So yeah, we're in 86. Uh, the rest of this issue, they also, the alternative team-up of 86, they are uh, uh, promoting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Cerberus the Aardvark crossover coming in issue eight. Which is uh, going to be interesting. Uh, but anyways, do you have any final notes about the issue before we jump into all of our kind of uh, uh, mini games, our our wish list and stuff, Shiv? Not really. Okay. Well, let's hit the jingle and go to wish list. <laughs> Okay, wishlist time. The scores currently on wishlist are 2 to 0. You are at 2. And you scored your 2 back on issue 2. So, uh, we're fucked. <laughs> this minigame isn't working out. But, uh, you asked for a few things. You asked for beheading and limbing. Well, that we has got not happened. Off-screen, off we sort of got something with Leo at the sword. No, but, I mean, it was like midway up his shoulder it wouldn't have torn the shoulder off right it wouldn't have torn his arm off no yeah yeah you're right um you asked for april's life slash friends we got more april i don't know if this really told us about her life or her oh, friends no. yeah no i didn't all. really add anything just no you also asked for a full page of mikey or donnie getting personality oh no yeah we didn't get that I might have to wait for one off for that. I will argue that you might score that off of Mikey's um, outburst to the guard. Oh. You could make that argument. Isn't that already establishing, though, what we knew from the one off? Because Mikey and Raphael okay. are kind of chip off the old glass. But yeah. fair enough. Mikey. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm asking, do you think you should score that? I I'll don't say know. No. I'm in between. I'll say no. You're going to say no? Okay, okay. I respect it. 
Uh, my wish list, I asked for Honeycut to stay in space, which will hopefully be resolved next issue. I'm sticking to that prediction, by the way. I think he's going to stay in space. He's going to ask to be sent back to planet Dahunib. Uh, so that, you know, he can, like, be the liaison between the Turtles and the Space Forces. Um, I've asked for Mecha Shredder, which could be coming issue 8, you know, issue 9, maybe. I'm gonna hold on to that one, too, probably. And I asked for Splinter to teach the Turtles a lesson, which I'm going to also hold on to. I think I'm keeping all three, because I feel like we're so close to some of these. I must be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, are are you keeping all three of yours, or are you rotating any? So I can change one of mine. I guess so. If you want, yeah. If you want a sub. Uh, actually, now I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Okay. Okay. Um, no problem at all. Uh, let's talk about uh, most valuable turtle. Who's who's the MVT, Shiv? Uh, you know. Dude, there's there's actually a lot to like in this issue, to be honest. I'm having a hard time yeah, with it. Yeah, we all shine. I would have to say, I guess I would... It's either Leo or Donatello for me. Well, maybe Mike. Yeah. I think Donatello, I'll just say Donatello, because that wooden thing is so cool. Like splintered wood. <laughs> that's got when I, I've hyped it up, right? You didn't even realize that's what was happening. Yeah, um, until we read so it. So, like, together. yeah... I'm in between. Um, on one hand, I think that's like the coolest thing Donatello's done. It's the coolest thing in this issue. At the same time, it's the only thing Donatello has ever done, and he has nothing else in this issue, right? Uh, whereas, like Leonardo has the really cool panel. He kind of like starts the conversation about like honor and like kicking ass as a team. Um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time. I'll just pick Donatello. Oh yeah, you you want to? You're you you're locking in Donnie. It yeah. sounds like. I really did like that action thing. I did. I'm doing it too. I'm locking Ooh. in Don. Yeah. I'm doing it too. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. I just hope it's the start of something else. You know, I hope we I hope we keep getting cool Don moments. I hope this isn't a one time gag or you know one time thing. Um. Let's uh, hit up the last jingle. I need to figure out how to compromise and not have, (laughs) not do two jingles back to back, but whatever. Uh, We'll come back from the jingle uh, and talk about sort of our our last few steps in a second. We're reading issue seven next week, right? We both agree on that? Yes. Cool, cool. Uh, and we we already said in uh, uh, our episode, you know, uh, six point eight final mix, we're going to save Mikey one for the uh, for the Christmas season, right? So that would be um, Tuesday the twenty first, and we're going to do that New Year's uh, episode yeah. one of the Cartoon Watch, right? Um, so that's coming up that. soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for those though. But yeah, issue seven seems like an obvious hit for us. Uh, or not an obvious hit as in like we're sure it'll be good, but like the next stopping point. Let's talk scores. What's your score for this issue, Shiv, out of ten? I'm going to give this a 7.8. 7.8. Uh, 
That sounds low yeah, to it, you. I will here's the thing. I, I did like it. I will I will admit, now upon looking at it, one of my only issues with this is like nothing really happens. But I do like the pacing. I think the pacing is perfect for this. I, I just Yeah. I don't know. It just the the ending just kinda comes out of nowhere. Like they just get zapped. <laughs> what? Oh, I agree the ending is terrible. I totally agree. And the fact that they are totally going to be sent back to Earth means none of this mattered. Yeah, yeah. So I I agree, but but it's good. Though, I'm giving it, it an eight point five. Ooh, nice. The action scenes are great. Yeah. I I I I like this issue a lot. I really did. I thought the action was super well drawn, really kinetic in a way that I felt was appealing. Right? You know, there 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 were issues before this that had a lot of action. The Raphael one shot had a lot of action, right? But it was like nauseating. <laughs> Yeah. It was so over the top, and, and none of the action felt uh, kinetic, right? I, I keep saying these words, fluid, kinetic, kinetic you know? But, like, it, there's, there's something to be said about a comic panel where you, where you can, like, see the movement, you know? I, I, I know that sounds stupidly romantic for, for a medium no. like comics, but I, I, really, I really believe in it, you know? There's yeah. something to be said about being able to see the motion. Um, so, yeah, I, I really felt that out of this issue. I, as much shit as I give Honeycutt for having monologues where he just says the same shit over and over, I do like him. And I feel like this is where he was at his best. Uh, I like the turtle's personality in this issue where they're all kind of like, yeah, we're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're killers. <laughs> like, I don't know. Something about it, 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 it works for me. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So I, I'm giving it an 8.5. Um, no throne size, still at 4.25. <laughs> the reporter's life is not confirmed still, uh, and we have found out that the reporter was from a different channel, so we really can't be sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, do, think, I do consider this comic, though, to be one of the better TMT comics. My, my score of 7.8... Is not I'm not judging it in comparison to the other comics. I'm just judging it as a... But uh, I don't know. Sometimes with other comics I do that. I judge it in comparison for the other comics. But this comic, I just kind of judged it as its own thing. But, yeah. yeah. I think it's great. Well, just, and, and, and this is this is a sign of different strokes, different folks, right? I think this nailed a lot of stuff I like a lot. You know, I if you asked me, like, hey, Alex, do you want an issue of the Turtles where they're in a Triceratops Gladiator Coliseum? I'd be like, that sounds stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, the way it was presented, I, I was there somehow, you know? Um, I felt like there was a real sense of charm. I, I, I really wish they had more detailed credits in, the, in these books, because I'd love to know who wrote, who paneled, who drew for, for this issue, right? We just know that it is co-created, written, and drawn by Eastman and Laird, and letters by Stephen Levine. Stephen Levine? So, um, it's spelled... Hold on. Oh, God, I can't... Help, I can't scroll. Stephen L-A-V-A-V-I-G-V-E? Oh, you're right. Yeah, Steve, Stephen Levine. I guess Levine, maybe. Lavin. Is that an I? Yeah. L A. Lavagene. I think the G N. The G is supposed to be silent. I guess. 
Levine. But I don't know. You don't think there's a relation to the Avril Levine, right? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, no. Any other closing thoughts about about the issue? Uh, maybe maybe I was a bit too harsh. I guess if I if I rated it in comparison to the other TMNT comics, I would give it like somewhere in the eight eight point one or eight point two. Oh, but you're 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 locked in now. But I, no, but, I, I yeah, on its own, in. I would say seven point eight. On its own, just I, it's good. It's, it's good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good enough. So, um, in attempts to find a funny end phrase line, <laughs> uh, we already used the joke where everyone is a gaijin in space, right? So we're we're kind of we're kind of out of luck there. Um, uh, yeah, we're 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 out. All the gaijin jokes are done now. Yeah. We, we, we can't do any more. Um, you know, they have the whole die with honor thing. Did you... I, I thought that was an interesting... Uh, do you think that's meant to be like a, a narrative through line in this story arc? Because in, in this issue, they bring it up like five times. Dying with honor. I, I'm trying to remember if they brought it up in other comic issues because they maybe like once or well, twice. well, they've brought it up in other issues, right? I, I definitely remember it in in uh, issue two, right? Leo right. says turtles die with honor when the when the Mausers were coming, right? But um, in this arc, because they've made a whole point that this has been like a four issue story arc, right? Um, them going to the TCRI building, getting sucked into space, fighting this gladiator arena, and what's happening next issue is like a four-issue arc. But, like, this is the first issue where they've brought up dying with honor. I think. Well, no, because they brought up, like, Splinter's body being displayed, right? In the two issues ago? Yeah, when they were in the TCRI. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's, like, an intentional thing. Like, they're trying to make a commentary about death and honorable death. Because the, the, you know, obviously they say it. And they're like, we will die honorable deaths. We will fight like warriors. But, like, also the, the, the prime leader of the Triceratons dies a dishonorable death, right? He's, like, taken captive and shot by his own men. Maybe that's... that's Fascinating. I, I guess, yeah. I never really saw... I never saw that, uh interesting i'm gonna keep an eye out on that for uh for issue eight but you know who always dies dishonorably vile dunk oh okay (laughs) (laughs) there we go i got him a little bit tiny bit that'll do i hope you have a fantastic week everybody thank you for listening send your thoughts and love to splinter's library thoughts and prayers um Thoughts and prayers uh, for for those four uh, honorable warriors slain by the vile Ninja Turtles in combat. Uh, they will be missed. Yes, those nameless. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. All right. You can end the recording whenever you want. All right. Hello. All right. All right.